to you by StableShake.com. Everywhere, people are pushing health smoothies and shakes, but they can only give you part of what you need. Everybody is different. Everyone has different vitamin and mineral needs, and only Stable Shake can give you the shake that you need, tailored completely to your body based off of a weekly submission of your blood. Stable Shake can give you a complex algorithm that supports your microbiome, gives you the support you need for sight, vision, hearing, the whole panoply of the human body. So the system is simple. Once a week, you draw 40 to 60 cc's of blood, put it in the pre-approved envelopes. You'll need to provide shipping, send it in to Stable Shake, and they will send you back one liter powder that you then mix with their patented electrolyte fluid technology that gives your body what you need. And you can also upgrade to new plans that require more blood. It's all up to you. Ryan, I hear that you've been on this stable shake now for about a month. I've been there for three months and I feel great. How about you? Francis, I've been on it for a month and particularly in the last two weeks, I have actually cut out other sources of food and I have never felt so clear in my entire life. I can see colors in a different way than I used to. I can hear time. And I swear to God, when I put my ear to the ground, I get an inkling of what the earth itself is going through. All from being on Stable Shake. Now my wife says, I'm pale, I'm pasty, stop giving them blood, blah, blah, blah. But that was before she tasted her first shake. Guess what she did next? Jabbed a needle in her arm and signed right up for Stable Shake. I gotta say, yesterday I woke up on my kitchen floor feeling a little woozy and I immediately reached for a stable shake and it, bam, got me right back where I yeah. needed to be. It's you know, right there. That's in been there. happening to me a, kind of every day for the past week or so, but mm -hmm. stable shake puts me right back on track for my day and that's what it's gonna do for you. So get on your computer, go to stableshake.com, put in the promo code POT, dot, 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 one nation, question mark, teal day, under. 16. That's pod dot dot dot. Under One. question mark? <laughs> Teal day nation 16 and get your stable shake blood today. And now here's the show. Hello and welcome to One Nation Under Pod. I'm Francis Ford Coppola. I'm Ryan Feverman. And today we've got just a bullet train of a show for you. There is debate fallout. There's primary voting happening this week. My God, it's my second favorite week after debate week. It's, it, it, it's like all the great secondary holidays coming oh, this yeah. week for me. Oh, man, it's like... Christmas Eve and Boxing Day and Palm Sunday, New Year's Arbor Day, Day, Day after yeah, Thanksgiving, yeah. that oh. random Friday that we get off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Labor Day, all the best ones this week. So we're going to be talking about that. And I am so happy to say that we have new presidential candidate Miranda Curie Swift here on the show talking to us today. She's going to be talking about climate change. She's going to be talking about late entry into the race. She's going to be talking about how humans are causing Armageddon. I think it's just going to be a spectacular show. And, uh, <sighs> so, what a week. Yeah, indeed. Week. I'm, I'm kind of out of breath there. Ryan, what, what, do, you, what do you want to add in here? Maybe we're, you kick us we're off not here. Even, we're not even a week out from the debate, and already 
the internet has declared a winner. And may I yes. say a shocking winner? Not who I would expect it. I would have expected a career politician. I would have expected maybe a Washington outsider, but absolutely I would have expected someone, probably a grown adult. Instead, you know who we got? Kaylee, Kaylee Girlbaus. Girlbaus. Kaylee Girlbaus has been declared the winner of the debate. This little girl, her now, optimism, her positivity, it shines say, through. I don't want to say it's because she came on our show, but I think that certainly well, helped. I would say that the One Nation under Pod Bump is a real thing. Okay. Yes, we spread it around, but absolutely, I think that we helped her connect with a wider audience who was really receptive to that that optimistic nine year old message. Yeah, and she was able to cut through the debate swipes, through the vice presidential nominations, through the uh, declarations of, of sexual attraction, uh -huh. and she was able to fly in right under all of that and capture America's heart. Now, as you know, the 27th Amendment states that anyone who's declared a winner of a debate by the internet picks up an automatic three electoral votes. So Kaylee Girlboss will be taking that into the election, and that's a good thing to have in your back pocket. Oh, absolutely. Now, I don't think she's going to need it, frankly. I think she's going to hit a surge. I think she she could potentially sweep. Now, we haven't seen a full electoral map sweep since, uh, was it 75, 76? It was one of the 70, off year was, elections. Yeah, it was one of the off year elections. It was a 75 when Nixon was running for, he had resigned and mm -hmm. then ran again. Came back, yeah. And kind of a pretty like, triumphant comeback. So oh, when yeah. he ran for his second and a half term, he got the full electoral sweep. Yeah, which is which is an amazing thing to do, but not easy. And he did it without coming on our podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, we have fun. But in all seriousness, Kaylee Girlbaus, uh, congratulations to you. But folks, the race isn't over just because she won the debate, just because she's got those three electoral votes in her back pocket doesn't mean that things couldn't still take a wild turn just this especially, week. Yeah. Especially with primary voting happening this week. Now, primary time is a raucous time. So many things can happen. I remember on our third Kerry O'Connor campaign, um, we were cruising in, we were going to win the primary. And that's when that neutron bomb dropped that Kerry O'Connor, he had claimed to be in the color guard in college. And it came out that actually he had not been right. He was in marching um, band. He was marching in marching band, band is a different thing than the color guard. Now, yes. you could say, OK, the press blew this up. They, they made a mountain out of a molehill. It's not that big a deal. But I feel we had like just photoshopped a few photos of him holding a flag like, right. I, I, you know, yeah, it was nothing. It was absolutely nothing. It was abs absolutely nothing. It was it was not even a, a shadow of a scandal compared to what we've seen in some of the campaigns since then. But people love authenticity. People yeah. love and also that was the year where we had a pretty extensive color guard based platform that he was running on a lot of color guard policies, length of polls, mm -hmm. marching tempo, federal regulation for that. So it did get things a little bit mixed up. But hey, Kerry O'Connor went out that day, talked to the people, read one of the speeches I wrote for him, and uh, it got everyone back on track on the carry on the, the carry carriage, as we used to call it. I remember that night because uh, I, I had also left him a speech um, in an envelope and, and it was still on his desk. I didn't. I, when he went out I wish night. you had said something. I, I would have given it to him. I, I didn't. I sent I didn't out know. an all staff email. <laughs> Who reads email? Especially. Well, what was that? 2003 email was brand new back then. I mean, who was going to yeah. read that? Well, it, it was protocol. 
in, in the campaign to send out an all staff email. If you're going to leave a, if you want your speech to get read, you send out an all staff email, you leave it on the, on the candidate's desk. But you know what? That's neither here nor there. I'm glad that Kerry saw my all staff email because that speech was a barn burner and it won him the primary. It absolutely and then I think the election was two days, the general election was two days later that yeah. year. Yeah. It was a crazy so, calendar because, that year. Right. It was, it was because there was a harvest moon. So, right. So that was how the election year worked that year. And it was he just rode that momentum, yeah. much much like a two and a half E Nixon, right into the so that's what I'm gonna be looking for. You know, I, I'm wondering if there's gonna be any big, big shake 'em ups this week for the candidates. Um, well, I there was there was a little bit of an October surprise, I would say, uh, which is the the newly released footage of uh, Anna Smith's campaign manager talking to us, to a supporter. Do you want, do you want to talk a little bit uh, about this? Francis? Yeah, it was, um, honestly, I gotta say, I'm thinking this might be a bit of a nothing burger, but basically someone was hiding in the bushes uh-huh. while the campaign manager was talking to a man who's been prominently featured in her commercials. And they were basically talking about his support for her. And, uh, there, there was text added in to clarify things about who the campaign manager was doing it. And, and uh, it was a lot of who, this many words in, in, in kind of an attack and I got a little lost. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. But basically it was, they were, they were coming for the Anna Smith campaign. And I, I think the haymaker curled right around and, and punched themselves right in the face because uh-huh. I don't see, I the polls haven't moved. I've been checking right. Rasmussen, Quinnipiac, AP, uh, ABC, New York times, Denver post, Arizona, Arizona uh, constitution P- journal, PBS, PBS Sacramento B. I've been checking the, the, the Newfoundland times, the, the, the oh. Al- Al- Alberta Albanians. I've been checking the nothing, not a blip for Anna Smith. Well, it does raise an interesting ethical question. How far is too far in a presidential campaign when everything is on the line is it all right is it is it acceptable nay is it mandatory to hide in the bushes and film your opponent in the hopes of getting something juicy yeah you know we we used to play this little bit of um we we we, we would call it rat fluffing i think because this is a g-rated podcast you know <laughs> um but uh i remember back in the day you know we would do little things like you know we we, we would hide the candidate's shoes or mm-hmm. you know we we would switch up the, the words on their teleprompter or you know at one point i remember uh they had they're having an ad blitz coming up so i found the press secretary and took her out on a date and told her that i loved her and got married with her the next week and we were together for four to six years and that completely yeah. tanked rod fergus's campaign i think <laughs> <laughs> boom you know, bullseye those kinds of things those are all in good fun okay yeah, nobody I mean, gets still, hurt with those kind of jokes i still talk with her we still catch course, up and laugh about it yeah but and i know i know she would have done the same to me so oh, absolutely people people understand right when you're in the game you're in the game okay sometimes you're going to get a little bit rat fluffed but hiding in a in the bushes hiding literally in the bushes with the camera i mean i know you know it's 2020 everybody's filming everybody it feels to me like it crossed a line like how far is too far is it okay to hide in the bushes and film um you know an alligator uh, uh alligator cowboy for example maybe maybe alligator cowboy is is eating uh some prey or or you know kaylee girlbouse skipping rope down the street is it an invasion of privacy after a certain point I, I feel like it is i feel like although it does shed a lot of light for voters on the candidates it, it doesn't feel right to me and i feel like if you want to film someone from the bushes just step out of the bushes and say hey i'm gonna film you yeah, 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 yeah. Be, be an upstanding American about exactly. your espionage. That's exactly. what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. We do our spying out in the open. 
Indeed. Well, uh, I want to encourage everyone to please go to the primary website. That's POTUSAmong.us. POTUSAmong.us. That's how you can make your voice heard in this primary for the rock, scissors, or paper primaries. Uh, get out there and let people know. I mean, this is this is your country. Come on. Yeah. Have a little pride in it. Exactly. Pull some primaries. Literally, the only the only lever you ever get to pull as an American citizen in terms of affecting our democracy is this once every four years vote. So don't throw it away, people. Well, and then and then there's the off year elections, and also there's the primary. So there's the and then there's, ju- there's judge elections. So right. and you can Absolutely. stay tuned. We have our special election specials for all of that. So please, oh, yeah. if you want to check out with us, and of course, you know, for the primary, we'll be having our. 4 p.m. pre-primary show. We'll be having our 5 p.m. during primary show. We're having our 5.15 interview with the candidates, real-time reactions to the show. We're having our 6 p.m. results to the show. 6.30 digestion of the results for the show. 7 p.m. just having letting loose show. That's the fun one. That's the fun one. And then the 7.30 digestion of the poll changes to the show. Uh And then, of course, the 8 p.m. wrap-up of the show's show. So you're going to want to check out all of those. And stay tuned as well. At uh, 8.45, we're going to be going over all the propositions that were on the ballot. Oh, yes. Yes. We call it the prop prop. Doesn't quite. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's the prop prop up. (laughs) I get it. It's a little little podcast joke. Uh, Yeah. We do have fun. Yes. Well, uh, so stick around for all of that and especially stick around because after this break, we'll be coming back to you with our guest, candidate Miranda Curie Swift. Hey, Ryan. I've got a problem that I was hoping you could help me with. Um, I've got to send an email out from my um, Aspen... Aspen Wardrobe Club, where we, sure. you know, we're coming up with a sort of a high-end Aspen wardrobe. That what we were going to decide. We want to let our families know when they come visit us in our ski chalet, and we need to make sure that the email we send out reflects all of our thinking simultaneously. Now we've been going back and forth in Google Docs, mm-hmm. and we've been going back and forth in Dropbox, and nothing's ever working. Edits are no. lost. People are mad, and if we send something out. It's just going to be a big mess. I wish there was a better way. Francis, let me blow your mind for a second. There is a better way. Allow me to introduce you and our listeners to something called WeMail. It's like email, but for a group. All right. With WeMail, you send email on behalf of an entire group of people from two up to 265. Every person in the group has to agree on the email before you can hit send. That's the beauty of it. There's no chance of you hitting send on an email and then having to somehow try to retract an email, which you can't do because someone in your party said, oh, wait, 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 I wasn't done with the wording or I didn't agree. With WeMail, everyone in your group gets an individual email to which they have to click, yes, I agree. When everyone in the group has agreed, you get their emailed responses back to you, and then you get to hit send on that original email. It couldn't be simpler. Okay. So are you saying that if I have a group of 12 people, all I need to do is write an email mm-hmm. and hit send or, or sorry, this would well, be actually you hit send, you hit, uh, yes, pre, pre-send, pre-send for approval is the full text of it. Pre-send for approval, and then it goes to the next person, and then in the, whenever they get a chance, they get to review the entire email, and then it goes to the next person, next person, next oh. person. 
Now, hold on, because if anyone makes changes, obviously that's going to be a problem unless... All the changes. Makes changes along the way. All the changes come back to you. You get to edit the original and then resend for approval to the group. Again, couldn't be simpler. Now, here's the beauty of it. Uh, you say, oh, okay, when they get around to it, you know, the next person in the chain will go ahead and, and edit the email and, and hit approve. They don't, you don't really have to wait for them to get around to it because here's the, here's the beauty of it. WeMail will send them an email every 35 minutes, reminding them to approve the original email. And guess what? The group can also work together on the text of the reminder emails. And don't forget the best part is that WeMail installs an automatic notification sign of an air horn that goes off whenever you get a notification. And even if your phone is in silent mode, you can't turn that right. off. That's the WeMail promise. WeMail cuts through the noise so that your group email gets heard. I, I just, I just use this. I just use this. I was joking a little bit earlier, but I just use this for that uh, ski chalet apparel question. And I think I got sixty to sixty-five email notifications in a single day. But it was worth it because that final email was perfect. Do you, do you have any more room in your Aspen group? Oh, Francis? I'm sorry. No, uh, we just, we just filled up the last spot. It's, it's, it's okay. in the solarium truncheon. So. That's the last spot that anyone had room for a bed because obviously sure. all the beds have to be yeah. Inside, so, you know? yeah. But uh, but you know what? We're gonna hit you next time. So okay. you know, don't hey, worry. you know what? Why don't you send me a email? A email. <laughs> so go to wemail.com. Wemail.com, uh, and you're gonna want to type in offer code, and then it's uh, you just need a screenshot of our faces from the One Nation Under Pod homepage. You just want to take a screenshot of uh, not the homepage. It's actually from the, oh, the contact. Me. You go to you from go the to the about page, page and yep. then you go to the history page, mm -hmm. and it's the picture that's on that page. Yeah. You just take a screenshot of that particular picture, paste it into the offer code to get 99 cents off of your first month of WeMail. Folks, there's a better way to send email. WeMail. And we are back with Miranda Curie Swift. Welcome, Miss Curie Swift, to the pod. Um, hello, Francis. Um, Ryan, I am so pleased to be here. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm tickled to share things with you. Oh, we are tickled to have you. Tickled is putting it mildly. So, Miranda, you have been uh, a late entry to the race. So I'm, I'm thinking that maybe not all of our listeners have had a chance to be familiar with your campaign. So do you just want to give them the quick elevator pitch, who you are and what you stand for? Absolutely. I'm, uh, I am a climatologist. I have been studying the climate for several decades. And frankly, fellas, the um, climate is in danger. And um, as a result, so are we. The earth is dying. And um, this is not positive news. Uh, and I am sorry to share this with the listeners, but frankly, um, they, they need to know. So um, knowing this and seeing that nobody running was talking about it, I decided to get involved. Um, and I understand that climate change requires bold action. 
and am I have a thorough and bold plan to rebalance what is happening because humans are causing problems uh-huh. and now, we're running now, out of time. Planet is dying. That's a good, succinct message. It, it, it overlaps a little bit with previous messages we've heard, such as your planet is doomed, which is, of course, what we heard in the 94 election from Gamatron, the alien candidate. But planet is dying. Now, uh, so, so how are you going to pair that with a positive message to get people yeah. sure-footed for that next step? Where's the hope? Great. These are great questions. In where is the hope? The hope is the next step, right? And, you know, we, if we continue this path, and there isn't much hope. There isn't. Did you know that last year was the second warmest year in the history of the world? Did you know second, that? Second sounds like there's a little room for hope. It sounds like an improvement over the first hottest year on record. Which was which, which, 2016. Uh-huh. That's two of the hottest years in the last four years. Ten of the hottest years were in the past two decades i i i don't i don't come here in with with hope i come here with action uh-huh. and so uh so what, what, what's that so here you are you're in your office first day what is curie swift going to do what is the curie swift administration going to going to do for the people that's a great question and thank you both again for um this time to divulge it in more in-depth detail. So uh, humans cause climate change. Yes, mm-hmm. we uh, we all agree. Yes? Uh, yes. Great. I think producer James isn't here today, so yes. Yes. Well, so producer James might be in a bit of trouble. Um, so so Humans cause climate change, and um, all of the things we've tried to do to um, counter it have not worked, in part because many humans do not believe in climate change, and in part because many humans don't care about climate change. Let me give you a metaphor, and then I will go back around and answer your question. Um, Let's say you're at a restaurant. You're at a restaurant and there is a table and and people at this table are lighting the restaurant on fire. Mm-hmm. And they're now, pooping everywhere and they're causing a disturbance. These let me, customers... Let me, let me jump in for a moment. I feel like at this point, restaurant management would have them removed. That's right. Okay. That I just want to make sure I'm so, with so, you. Is, is that what you're saying you're going to be here, the restaurant manager for America? So, uh, so yes. Yeah, so to circle back around, thank you for very quickly hopping on that metaphorical train. Um, and so you remove the people causing the problems. So um, if people can't follow things that are good for the world, we will, um, we will remove them. We will, um, we will, we will, euthanize them in a way that is more kind 
than um, what they are doing to Earth. Uh, and and we will do this until um, we reach a balance point. And um, the question is, who do we start with? Is um, probably sure, the question. Sure. And the That's answer a question. Is, well, that we could start there, and um, you could bring your other questions. So we would start with the climate deniers. That's mm-hmm. who we would. That's who we would start with. If you don't believe in the science, well, sorry. So you're you're not saying neutralize as as in you know overcome the barriers to, to get more people behind your cause to so to neutralize that opposition to, to climate reform. You're saying euthanize. Did you know that climate change has been a known entity since Thomas Jefferson was alive? That's been centuries, and people still don't believe it. And we are out of time. So yes, there is um, there is no more room to bring people over to your side. Mm-hmm. Science exists, Miranda. If I may, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to get your response to some some similar policies we've heard in the past uh, uh, that that you're kind of sparking for me. Um, uh, uh, Francis mentioned earlier uh, Gamatron's '94 campaign. Now, Gamatron, I believe, was in favor of reducing the human population to, uh, I believe, it was a total of zero, which, of course, was is pretty much as strong as the environment as you can get to. Yeah, your your humans will be cinders. I think was the bumper yeah. sticker. But um, I would yeah. I would yeah. argue that his and I remember that campaign, and and his goal wasn't for the good of climate. He he was a he was a murderer. Uh, no, he was more of a, a do- well. His full title was, of course, Gamatron the Dominator. So yeah. he was a dominator. He was dominating. So would you I would mean, you say that you're that you're more in favor of perhaps a, a Thanos style fifty percent reduction in life across the known universe? Um. So i I would say it it might not need to be fifty percent. Okay. I think it is it is something that you uh, am you start doing it's you're on a you're on a hot air balloon right you're on a hot air balloon and it's a metaphor i get it i get it yeah we're not we're not the 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 euthanation plan isn't to push people out of hot air balloons that's insane um no we will not push people out of hot air balloons that's why you're the candidate we're just the pundits unless you're unless you're hiring us (laughs) are you are you looking for a job? This podcast no. is this podcast not going well? No, I mean we're we're rolling in WeMail money, uh, yeah. so we've got great sponsors. Um, I mean, I I'm not a body specialist. I would advise people to maybe not take out that much of their blood, um, unless you're a climate denier, and then go for it. Um, look. A metaphor. You're in a hot Stables, air balloon. Stable. She does not represent the the, yeah. the 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 notions of this pod. Stable Shake. We love StableShake.com. StableShake.com. Apologies. Uh, we all need to make money somehow, uh, and which is why corporations do what they do. Okay, so you're in a hot air balloon, and and you need to get you need to go up over a mountain. So you will start shedding weight until you are buoyant enough, and to go above. The, the precipice of the mountain, maybe no, no. it's 50%, maybe it's 10%. 
maybe it's 70 percent and if i may just just for the sake just of argument just play devil's advocate for a minute let's say okay. that uh we actually packed pretty well for this hot air balloon trip because we knew we were heading for the mountain couldn't we instead this might sound crazy to you, but simply add more heat into the local ecosystem by pulling the little the little lever in the hot air balloon that adds more fire up into the top to, to simply go higher that way. In a word, can we heat our way out of this overheating? Is that an actual legitimate question you're asking? I'm sorry. I, I've been drinking I, nothing I, but stable shakes for the past month. That yeah, is a problem. But I... I I admire the work that you guys have done in with you. candidates in the past. And I am very honored to be here. And I do not mean to be sharp or snippy. And, but this is, this is dire. We can't, we surely, you know, we cannot heat our way out of climate change. Yes. Yes, obviously. So how about this? I'm, I'm pretending that I am a, family man in Iowa, and you come to my door and say, hello, Mr. Johnson, I have a comprehensive plan of how I'm going to euthanize a certain percentage of Americans to prevent a climate catastrophe. I hear that and I think, all right, well, give me, get, let's get down to brass tacks there. How are we selecting my fellow man to be murdered for, uh, for the prosperity of our nation? Let me know. And I mean, what's your answer? I mean, that is, I guess, the only good thing about climate change deniers is that they are vocal in their stupidity. So we're only killing the climate change deniers in your plan. I mean, that's where, that is where we are starting. Okay. Okay. Who's, who's next on the list? Let's say we've killed all the climate change deniers and we're still, we still find ourselves in a bit of a climate pickle. Um, I, this is a, this is a great question. Again, I am there's never been this in history, so we don't know where where the tipping point might be. So let's say we successfully and kindly rid America of the scourge of of people who are quickly bringing us to a fiery pit of of nothing. Um, and I would say the next people, of course, would be uh, the polluters. The next ones would be. You know, and you know the corporations that fill our oceans with oil and and our water with microplastics. Uh-huh. And would that be um, would that be retroactive, or would this just be if you pollute after inauguration day, you will be sent to? I don't know if it's going to be murder camps. I'm just uh, spitballing here, but you will be sent to some sort of murder facility. Um, that sounds very hard. Murder camps. We will not. I, I'm sorry. Euthanization. That. Sorry. Euthanization. Euthanization. We will. We will politely recycle them. Uh, so, what so we will do. Re- recycle. I, I'm glad to hear you say that because I was actually pretty curious about how do you, uh, in an environmentally friendly way. Uh, murder and I was going to guess incinerate um, what millions is it of our of our fellow Americans? What is what is? The, I mean, we don't. First off, you are first off you are putting numbers where we don't have any. So we will. It might it might not be millions. It might not be. Look, you're gonna get hit, you're gonna get hit in the next round of debates 
with you, people are going to want specifics from you. Okay. Everyone's yeah. going to say, show us the numbers in your plan. How many millions of Americans will you need to in, uh, incinerate in an environmentally uh, friendly fashion in order to curb climate change? I mean, we'll have to say, would you like to work for my campaign? Do you I mean, honestly, we'll talk after. Do you need me to go to Aspen? So I uh, am no. It, okay, well, no, then I'm I'm good. I'm good for the time. Okay, I think, you I think, have my email. Yeah. What Ryan's trying to say is getting hemming and hawing on these specifics is exactly what sank Gamatron back in '94. So we're just trying to make sure that when you're going to this primary debate, you are as sharp as possible and letting people know how many Americans you plan to murder. Because Recycle. that's going to make them make feel, feel comfortable, comfortable. I, you know, I knowing that you have thought this out. Francis, I am, I was very careful to not use the word sorry, murder. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Maybe you, you are, shouldn't hire me. You are using the word murder. Um, so what? So what do we do with what should we do with with um, the people who we recycle? The people who have refused to believe in science despite so much information to the contrary. Well, did you know, Francis and Ryan, that you could take a body and plant a tree with it? So you're going to turn the 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 uh, the occupants of the murder camps into trees. Euthanization excuse facilities. Me, excuse me, excuse recycling, me. Euthanization recycling facilities. plants. Recycling plants. Does that count as upcycling? I would say yes. We are taking people who don't believe in science and we are turning them into science. So people into science in an environmentally friendly fashion in the euthanization facilities. Miranda, it's a bold plan. I will give you that. It is one of the bolder plans that we've heard in the race thus far. I would, and I would argue, and with all due respect to my fellow members of the scissors party um, one of them believes in push-ups, which is um, whatever. Um, another candidate likes statistics, which is great because he more than anybody um, should see what is coming. And while I will never cut down a young candidate who is, grabbing the political process and getting engaged, I would just posture that two Christmases in a world covered in acid rain and hellfire does not sound great. It sounds terrible. Where, where do you get that gift when your favorite Toys R Us is under a sheet of water? Kaylee, Girlbouse, if, if you're listening, this is what happens when you're declared the winner. Everybody's yeah. coming for you. Everyone's aiming their everyone's aiming their recycling plants at you, Kaylee. So look, I, look out. So I did not I did not say that. I did once again I I appreciate Kaylee Girlbouse, first in first one in the camps. You heard it here on One Nation Under Pod. That is not that is in this is not what I said. These I did not say that. Words. I was no, I was quite articulate and clear that is not what i am saying she believes in science and frankly i think i think she has a bright and bold future in front of her provided that any of us have a future well, honestly i've got to say this has been one of the most 
refreshing conversations we've had since we started the pod this election season. Honestly, we get so many candidates coming through here saying that they're going to lower the EITC by two points, or they're going to reduce tariffs on grain products, you know, or they're going to uh, slightly expand uh, duplex units through Section 8 housing. And I am excited for the vision of a candidate brave enough to say that they are going to look their fellow Americans in the eyes and drag them off to a recycling plant in the name of improving our nation, preventing an Armageddon, and using the detritus from their body, the the slurry that comes from their bones and muscles, to feed the soil and plant a vision for America. So That's right. We are planting a vision for America. You, feel free to use that one. Yeah, that's good. That's I, pretty, that's pretty good. I do. I, I appreciate that. And am... It. I will say it sounds. It sounds intense, right? It sounds a, like a lot, but I. You both have families, yes. Do you have friends uh, or families? Yes. Yeah. I, I, my, my, my beloved Jeremiah and our two child, child children. And I imagine you want you want a future for them, yes. Absolutely. And it sounds uh, like you guys are. You're on the the Curie Swift. You're on the Carrie Swift train. I I think I have to say that I am. Send yeah. me a button. Yeah, I I was. I, I'll mm, be honest. Mm, I was a little hesitant, we, but I oh, you don't. Like, send we don't buttons. and we don't we don't make buttons. Of course, and no, no merchandise. Yes. So we don't. Isn't that? that I mean, we can't contribute to more of this this decay of our earth. Well, but I do like that. Send, send, send me a leaf with a vote Curie Swift written on it in the blood of a climate denier. How about that? Huh. We are on board, if you can't tell. I am fully now on board the Miranda Curie Swift hot air balloon ride over the mountain. We're going to make it. Fewer people, less heat. Fewer people, less heat. Less heat. Perfect. I love it. All right. Well, Miss Curie Swift, we like to ask every guest on our pod the big, the big five questions. So if you're ready, we're going to fire them at you here. I'm, I'm here and am, I am excited. Ryan, kick us off. What does our country need the most right now? And why is it D.C. statehood? Oh, great question. Um, I was going to say... Uh, everything that I previously said, getting rid of climate change deniers so that we could preserve America. Um, but I, I would give a major shout out to um, DC statehood. It's full of smart, caring, and considerate people. And imagine if they had two senators who believed in climate change. Because, might I remind you, there are senators who bring snowballs onto the Senate floor and claim that climate change isn't real. And might I say, good luck. Lengthy answer for a lightning round, but we'll take it. All right, next up. You just got a blank check from Congress to spend on one program. What is it? There it is. All right. Everyone's uh, favorite. <laughs> if you could have anyone from history on your cabinet, who would it be? Um, this is a little off topic, but I loved Kurt Vonnegut. 
What a smart man. Hmm. All right. All right. Uh, next up, Jordan, Kobe, or LeBron? Hale? Jordan, Kobe, or LeBron? So I believe that we should not have basketball until we can manage the bigger problems. <laughs> Wait wow. until the finals are over to drop that one on the voters. <laughs> they ended. Did you not know that they ended? Uh, no, I have DVR'd all of the NBA. I've just been doing this pretty much 23 hours a day. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you heard our primary podcast slate, but this is, this is a full-time job and a half right now. That's fair. I, am, I won't spoil it for you. All right, final question. This being October, what is your favorite horror movie? Um, I would have to say um, Al Gore's movie about an inconvenient truth. An inconvenient truth, Uh where that movie came out more than a decade ago. And warned of the horrors of climate change. And might I say, no one heeded it. We are all teenage virgins waiting to be killed. And the person holding the knife is us. Yeah. On that note, my favorite horror movie, HBO's Recount, cataloging the Bush v. Gore election. My God, seeing democracy delayed like that. (gasps) Chilling. Oof. Runs a runs a chill down my spine right now. It is it is pretty chilly today. Uh, yeah. I, I gotta say, I got I think I need another stable shake. Yeah. So that <laughs> I will note that is because of weather and not climate. Absolutely. Just just Absolutely. simply remarking on the weather. Tell people that when they're in line for the recycling yeah. plants. Anyway, keep, keep thank me out you. Of the camps. Thank you, Miranda Curie Smith, so much. Are thank there any you. plugs you want to plug before we close out today? Um, uh, I would say two things. The first is voting, super important. Uh, um, the primary is happening through Thursday. Please go to POTUSAmong.us to cast your vote. If you need to know what is on your ballot, might I suggest vote411.org. Um, second thing I will like to plug is um, we don't have to wait till tomorrow to save the world, every little bit helps. Consider looking up the NRDC, M, the Union of Concerned Scientists, M, supporting people who believe in science, because this pandemic, friends, this is M, this is this is climate change. This is all part and parcel. So, vote for me. And if you don't vote for me, please M, stay informed about these major issues because getting involved is a great first step so that you don't have to be recycled. All right. Thank you so much. And I want to encourage all of our listeners to go and check out more shows on the Illiberal Media Podcast Network. We just added a great one called the Minoc Minute. That's where one of our sound technicians, Minoc Warman, is cataloging minute by minute his life. It is fascinating. Right now, we are up to about age eight. He's been doing the podcast now for about 13 years. And so uh, it's just been fascinating. Chronologically, I'm not sure how he's going to be able to pull it off, but it is 
riveting seeing him get there. So go and download that in whatever pod app you use to pod. All right. And Ryan, do you want to plug your solo podcast? Absolutely. I'm still doing uh, episodes of Lion with Ryan, where I revisit every lie I've ever told since the third grade, beginning uh, with the uh, a clown stole my homework all the way up to I have a BA in politics. <laughs> don't so let Kerry O'Connor hear that one. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, don't uh, please don't tell him. Also, uh, you should all be sure that you are registered to vote. So I want every listener to go to vote411.org or vote.gov. Make sure you're registered. Make sure you're ready. Have a voting plan. So if you're going to vote early, if you're going to vote in person, whatever you're going to do. Uh, and then, again, go to POTUSAmong.us to get ready for this Thursday's primary. Get Woo! your vote in. And as always, I've been Francis Ford Coppola. I'm Ryan Feverman. And this has been One Nation Under Pod. Stay tuned for more interviews with more great candidates. Part of the Illiberal Media Network.